0: It is the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along. Glad to be back in the office this Thursday afternoon. It is the Sports Pen once again coming at you every weekday, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, over the airwaves of WZAM Ishpeming Marquette. Tanner Hoops once again with you. And like a ray of sunshine, Jake Duran of Local 3 has walked into my studio here today. And we need a few rays of sunshine, man. They're trying to peek through out there. A little bit of rain, but Mm -hmm. the weather's kind of overcast, kind of gloomy.
1: It's a little gloomy. It's humid, though, after that rain this morning um, here in the market area. It's it's getting warmer. I know Tom Kippen, uh, the meteorologist at local three where I, where I work, uh, has said tomorrow is supposed to be probably the hottest day of the summer. Mm. Um, and up here, you know, heat with the humidity, it, it it's pretty rough. It's not like when you go out west. When you're in Las Vegas, Arizona, you know California, it's not a dry heat; it's humid and it's miserable. So, mm. you know, bring the fans out. This is a message directly from Tom. <laughs> bring the fans out. You know, get that AC going because you know sleeping in that type of that type of heat is, is just not comfortable. So, um, I'm, I'm just looking out for the, the listeners out there. Just be prepared. It's going to be pretty warm, especially you know towards the Wisconsin border on that side of the UP. It's going to get you know near 100 degrees, which is crazy. Ouch!
0: Yeah, it, it feels like summer. It really does. I wish we had a little I, more of a springtime. Right, I I don't want to sit
1: here and just complain about this warm weather because during the long winter months, all I'm saying is like, where's this warm weather? Where's this warm weather? So I don't really want to sit here and and complain about it. I do like warm weather over the snow. Mm -hmm. Um, Even growing up here in the UP, it's it's the same. I I love the warm weather. I I wish it was year-round,
0: but... Um, So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, be prepared, guys. Be prepared. It either seems to be 100 degrees or it's nine months of winter up here. I remember coming up here and the first snowfall of the season came October 5th of last year. Didn't last, but that's less than, what, two months from now? Mm -hmm. Like, we could be having snow on the ground in less than two months. About three, maybe. Is it two or three? Two and a half, let's say that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, summer here, you know, it usually goes to, you know, through September at least. So you know august is like a really really hot month really dry month in september um but it's crazy just how fast summer does go by here um especially when you talk about it's not actually into those summer because like earlier on in the summer it was like there was days where it was cold cold and then it was like decently spring weather but then it was like snowing again and that goes on until like oh today's the official first day of summer and it's like are we ever going to see summer here like (laughs) where is this thing
0: Well, I tell you what, we may be hot tomorrow, but we're still going to be better off than people who bet on Rory McIlroy to win the Open. He sits in 150th. He's laid an absolute egg on the opening day. Tiger Woods has certainly struggled, sitting 141st. J.B. Holmes, 5-under is the leader. He is finished through the first day. We're keeping an eye on the Open. But throughout the course of the next hour, we've got other stuff to touch on, including the Big Ten preseason poll. Who is the favorite? Some fans around here are going to like it. I've got some NFL hot takes. Jake is going to give me his thoughts on that. The hottest ticket in college football. Revenues officially released from last year. And one of the feel-good stories of last week. A little bit marred in the Major League Baseball. Uh... Players Association, Court of Law, what have you. We're going to get to all that over the course of the next hour. But first, I've got the sound of the day with you. This is a unique sound. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio over the course of the last week and a half or so, Will Kane has been filling in on the Stephen A. Smith show for Stephen A. And he's been doing it so long that Will almost has a really good Stephen A. impression down. Uh, He was filling in for him again today. And last night, Will got a caller that made him exclaim, probably in a way that Will might think twice about doing in a different capacity. But I want to play some audio for you, because the comparison between the way that Stephen A. Smith reacts to a caller who called under the influence, and Will Smith, who, uh, excuse me, Will Kane, Will Smith, (laughs) Smith how about Will Kane on the Stephen A. Smith show reacts to a caller who is under the influence. The reactions are getting pretty much on point. Take a listen to this audio. Yo, up, man? Go ahead,
1: know fact. I don't know who to blame Steve th- Steve Curl Steph Curry For shooting that shot man Almost a good call But we do not shoot that shot man. Remember,
0: I, ain't gonna, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you bro You, 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 you okay? You, know, you sound eyes. like you've been drinking this early in the morning bro nah, I only You sound you me, a little me, bit bro. slurred in your speech it's legal You don't DC. sound like
1: you straight I don't understand you
0: Weed is legal in DZ I got but you. Have a Z. nice day. Have a nice day. No, you just admitted you want some weed. You called up the show while on some weed. I asked you if you were on something and you said weed is legal. I'm assuming that means Stephen A. I ain't breaking no laws, but I called your show. Ha! So guess what? Goodbye! You are perfectly fine to do it as long as you ain't a professional athlete and it's costing you money and getting you suspended, or if you're calling up on this show to the point where you slurred in your speech like you punch drunk, cause you high! So because you high, goodbye! That sound from the Stephen A. Smith show about six months ago, back in January. Will Kane has been filling in for Stephen A. for the last week or so. He had a caller yesterday who gave Will the opportunity to do his best Stephen A. impression.
1: Dark Horse prediction, Nick's
0: top five seed in the East. Remember that. RJ is kind of like MJ with an R. What? You know that. Mike, you know that. you, know you P- held that P- to the end, P- P- end so I wouldn't hang up on you. If I'm doing the Stephen A. Smith show, do I have to do it like Stephen A.? Are you high? Top five P- seed. You're going you're to be remembering me. You're going to record this call. You're going to stream it. And at the end of the year, you're going to be like, damn, that guy Mike from Jersey City knew something. I'm not going to say that guy Mike. I want your number. No, no, get his number. I want to call him back. I'm going to laugh at you, Mike. This is crazy. Nick's top five. How am I supposed to do it, guys? Are you high? Because if you're high, goodbye. It's pretty good, right? Will does a pretty good Stephen A. Here's the original Stephen A. Smith audio again. So because you high, Goodbye. And now Will. Because if you're high, goodbye. Now I kind of want to hear Stephen A. do his Will Kane impression. Right. It was pretty good, right?
1: It wasn't bad. You know, I I was thrown off for a second. Because at first I thought when they were playing the Stephen A. Smith sound. I thought that was Will Kane for a second. And mm. I was like, wait, that is – I was like, that is a point. That's a point on. No, but he sounded really good, man. Yeah. He, you know? It, it's not it, – it can't be that hard. I'm not going to do it on air right now. I'm Stephen not gonna A get, rubs
0: off on yeah, you. Yeah,
1: you know, if, if you're around him, you know, anytime you're around somebody – who, who has a certain personality or speaks in a certain way, you start picking up things. And, you know, you know those two work very close together and things like that. And I'm sure they, you know, off-camera they're, they're talking and things like that. So I'm sure, you know, anytime that happens, he just kind of picked it up. And, and all you got to really do is scream. I mean, let's be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I, I like Stephen A., though. Stephen A.'s hilarious. Um, obviously, maybe his takes aren't always accurate or, you know, sometimes he's a, he's a little bit – you know crazy but but i do i do like the entertainment aspect he brings
0: well i tell you what i've got some nfl hot takes i want to throw at you jake is going to give me his thoughts on these hot takes that's what we're playing today as we gear up for the nfl one week till camp can't wait
1: i can't believe it i cannot believe it uh it just flown flown by. The summer has flown by, and I'm just excited. I'm, I'm I'm really excited for fantasy football. Oh yeah, you know I'm excited for fantasy football, and and there's so many teams that are uh, that are Super Bowl contenders right in the preseason that you know have gotten really good. So I mean, this is the NBA has a lot of parity, so does the NFL.
0: Well, I tell you what. Here are some takes. I'm going to throw at you. I'm going to disown this a little bit. Maybe that's not the right word. How about I'm going to prelude this by saying. I don't necessarily believe all of them. I do believe some of them, and I'm going to tell you which ones. But here's my first one for you: Patrick Mahomes will repeat as NFL MVP this season. Yes or no?
1: I'm going to have to go no. I think I will take. I don't think he is. He, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, he he dominated. You know, he was doing things that you know you don't see a lot of quarterbacks do. I think he has he has all the talent. It's really hard to to repeat as an MVP. I don't know if that offense is going to be it, as good, and you know the, the defenses have seen him now. Anytime a defense has, has seen him, you know, you can kind of game plan around him. I think he will still have a stellar season, but I would put my money on the field.
0: I agree with you in the sense that he will not take a step back talent-wise, but he doesn't have the pieces around him, and that's just so important. It's just not going to be the same Chiefs team around him and Andy Reid has to play with. Building off that question, here's a take that I wholeheartedly am going to buy into this season. Andrew Luck will be this year's NFL MVP, yes or no?
1: I I believe that that could very well be true. I think they have one of the more talented teams. I think they've been drafting really well over the last few years. It, it you know, Andrew Luck has shown that that he can he's he's healthy now. I think he's he's not back to complete form, but he's he's right there. I just like that team. I like that whole team. That defense is nasty. They added some good pieces in the draft. Uh, you know, they they got the run game, they got the receivers, they they have the offensive line, just keep him standing up. I don't see why why he can win MVP. I, I would have to agree. He's definitely one of my one, two, or three favorites.
0: They started last year one and five, the Colts did, and now everyone thinks they could be the next dynasty. They could be the new New England Patriots. Like has been taking steps forward since injury. He's got all the pieces around him. He's coming up for a contract here in the next couple of years, and he's hitting 30 years old this season. This is his time. If there was any for him, I have Andrew Luck as this year's NFL MVP. Speaking of quarterback contracts coming up, here's my third one. When his contract is up, the Minnesota Vikings will re-sign Kirk Cousins and stick with him as their quarterback of the future. Yes or no?
1: I hope so. (laughs) I hope they do. I hope they do. I I don't think Kirk Cousins is the answer there. I, I hate to say it. Um, I think that would be a mistake. I don't think you want to sign him to another deal. Obviously, he'd be looking to get to get paid a little bit. Um, this is going to be a big year for him, obviously, because you know Case Keenum guided that team and, and looked better under center for that team than, than Kirk Cousins did getting paid as much as he, he has. But I've never been a believer in Kirk Cousins. I'm not just saying that because he's a Michigan State guy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, he's a solid quarterback, but do I trust him when, when it's in the playoffs and, and games on the line and things like that? I just... I just don't trust it. I I, I wouldn't pay him. I, I Can you find someone better? It might be hard to, but you have to at least look and see what's going on. I, I would hope they've re-signed him just for, for the Green Bay Packers' sake.
0: As a fan of a rival team in the NFC North, you hope that yes. the answer is yes, that they re-sign Kirk Cousins when his contract is up. I say yes. I think they're going to. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I do. And I think that will force their hand to re-sign Case Keenum and it may end up being their downfall. It may end up being a bad thing for them because you've got a guy who's slightly above average at quarterback, but the quarterback's such a tangible position, Mm -hmm. you've got to have somebody at least competent there because you could let a competent guy go and be searching for somebody for a long time. There was a long time where the Vikings were starting Tavares Jackson and Brad Johnson well into his late 30s, and they don't want to go back to that. As long as they have somebody who's at least above average, they're going to stick with Case Keenum. And There was a debate going on today on First Take Who is the second-best quarterback in the NFC North? There's one who's far and away above the other three. But if you put on your Channel 3 Persuasion hat, Mm -hmm. and I put on my ESPN-UP Persuaded hat, and you try to convince me that either Cousins, Stafford, or Trubisky was the second-best quarterback in the North, you'd probably be able to sell me. I don't know which of those three is the next best after Aaron Rodgers, but I do think that a guy like Matt Stafford, because he was a central part of this debate, Will Kane said he's not overrated. Max Kellerman says he is. I believe that Matthew Stafford could be plugged into the Vikings system right now, and the Vikings would be better than with just, Case Keel.
1: I was just going to ask you if, you, if you put Matt Stafford on, onto that defense, I do think, you know, I, I'm not going to say the Minnesota Vikings don't have a shot at going far in the playoffs or anything mm-hmm. like that, if that defense can live up and play to that potential um, and kind of do similar to what maybe the Philadelphia Eagles did or the Seattle Seahawks did for Russell Wilson when he was early on in his career where Kirk Cousins just has to manage a game. If Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, be a dominant runner, they can lean on that run game and that defense can create turnovers and, and get them into to good positions in games where Kirk Cousins doesn't have to play hero. I do think they ha- you know that's a formula for success. I think teams have, have shown they can do that. But getting back to your your uh, your question here, if you put Matt Stafford on the Vikings, that that would be lethal because mm-hmm. Matt Stafford has shown you know he has the arm to do everything. He has a toughness. He has a competitive drive, um, and things like that. I think with those receivers and that run game, that's something he hasn't really had. He hasn't really had a run game. Um, you know, his his line hasn't been great protecting him. Obviously, I think Matt Stafford could could take that team farther than. Kirk Cousins so I, I when you said that I say Matt Stafford is the second best quarterback in that division and under my eye and then Kirk Cousins probably and Mitch Trubisky I think still has has a lot to
0: prove continuing on with these hot takes I'm getting Jake's thoughts on them for the upcoming NFL season the Giants not the Jets will be the next New York team to reach the Super Bowl yes or no
1: I like what the Jets did. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they added a lot of great pieces on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I think it's just up to Sam Darnold. Do you believe in Sam Darnold? Um, and, and how quickly is Daniel Jones going to be able to step into that role? I think, you know, they both have dominant runners, uh, questionable offensive lines. I think the Jets' defense is going to be better, but I do think as an organization, I think the Giants. They're just more – I'm not saying they're more competent. They haven't shown they have really a lot of competency mm-hmm. in that. But they're just one of those organizations that they're not down for too long. At some point, they're going to be able to pull it together. Um, and although the plan right now is a little up in the air, I do think with Saquon Barkley, they're leading that team. And, and Daniel Jones, from all accounts, is has shown like he's impressive. I know they haven't been in any games or anything, but if he can be anything that they believe so – um, you know, they're going to, they're going to get players there. They're going to get players there. And the jets just, I don't trust. I, 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 I say this, I always say there's some organizations that just will never be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets are kind of one of those organizations. I just don't know. And, and if Tom Brady's in that, that division, they're just not going to be able to do
0: it. Their head coach, Adam Gase, fired the general manager who hired him. That is what makes me think the Jets aren't going anywhere. I'm going to say the Giants will be the next New York team to reach the Super Bowl, even though the Jets are probably better than them right now, partly because the... NFC is going to be more wide open in the future. The Patriots run the AFC right now. I think the Colts are going to run the AFC after the Patriots. And the Giants, like you mentioned, they don't stay down for very long. Their ownership has built things up from uh, the ground up before when things have looked pretty bleak and built Super Bowl teams. The Jets haven't done that in a long time. That's what makes me think it might be a while before a New York team is in the Super Bowl, but the Giants are going to get there before the Jets. Yes or no, Le'Veon Bell will finish top three in rushing yards this season.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I'm I gonna agree. Say no, I still don't think they have uh, the receivers to where they could kind of balance out that offense. I just think there's guys ahead of them. I think Saquon's better. I think Ezekiel Elliott's better. Mm-hmm. Um, even guys like a Dalvin Cook. Who's, I think he's he's a star on the on the rise. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of guys. Man, don't forget about Melvin Gordon if he gets going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody who's running for Kansas City seems to be good. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of guys. Top three that'd be tough. He took a year off um new system new new team and a much I, worse
0: offensive line than he worse had offensive Pittsburgh.
1: line you know that are going you know defenses are going to be kind of keying on him and things like that so i put my money on he's not going to be in the top three i think he'll he'll be top 10 for sure but um top three i just i don't see it
0: tanner hoops jake durant with you in the sports pen i got a couple more but we got to take a break we'll finish these off next here on espn up Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show,
1: The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you Thursday afternoon. Glad to have you along as always. Continuing with our NFL hot takes, we preview the pro football season. That's coming up here in a couple of months. Training camp starting next week. i got a few more takes for you, Jake, as we continue on the Cleveland Browns will be a playoff team this season
1: i'm all aboard that train are you i'm I'm a huge huge baker mayfield fan Mm -hmm. but it's not just that it's it's the whole team um this one's tough because they have a lot of pressure going in on them i think people are forgetting about the other teams in that division who now um with so much of the media attention all of a sudden on the cleveland browns you're not hearing too much about the steelers now the ravens are still a team that that's you know there, I think they're still going to be pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Bengals, eh, whatever. Yeah, but um, I just like with the pieces. I think they 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 complement each other. Um, I think Odell with with Jarvis with one of his his brothers, I guess you can say brother from another mother. I think that those two will will challenge each other and compete, and that that'll just rise the game for you know for both of them. And I, I'm just a huge I just I'm a huge Baker fan. Um, you know, there's something about about certain players. Um, whether it's the competitive nature, the edge they have, the confidence they carry themselves with. There's just some guys that you trust. And you, you can see why, even when he's just talking to the media, why players around him believe in this guy. Um and it's not just what he's saying. I mean on the field, you know, you, you want to go to battle with a guy like that and and just, just with Baker alone, I feel like in, in the pieces they have in place on both the defensive and offensive side of the ball, they just got Kareem Hunt, they got two of the top wide receivers in the league, you know, their lines are better, their defense is stacked. Um I just think, you know, with that with that being said, I think they're they're they showed they're they're a pretty tough team, um, even last year, you know. The defense is, is a tough, tough squad. Very, you know, they like to come up and hit you, they like the in your face. I just think all that combined, which with the star power and things, I just don't see why they're, you know, on paper they're so good. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, right now, I just don't see why they wouldn't, wouldn't not make the playoffs. Other than the fact they're the Cleveland Browns and, and they could be cursed, so you can curse franchises.
0: Them being the Cleveland Browns is the one intangible that makes me think this might not happen. Jury's still out on it for me. I'm probably not gonna make my decision on this question. It's a cop out, but I'm not gonna decide until I've come seen on. this team maybe in the preseason. Come on. I think yeah, there's I mean, a lot that could still change till opening day.
1: It is. There's a lot to, to change and, and somebody's gonna have to take the backseat. I think Jarvis Landry is a type of player who's willing to give up catches, receptions, and things like that. Um and it's gonna all come down to can odell put his ego aside and not be that type of player i i think i think he's matured a lot and i think he will get back to focusing on football because after the first one or two years he's just been like okay you know he's been injured and things like that but you know he's talked about as being the best receiver in the league and and it's time to you know put up or shut up i think it, this is a prove it year for for odell um i think he's been humbled a little bit with the trade and and like i said just with that talent around them the the browns have, are taking chances on some guys you know you can tell they're all in and i just think the culture there is is shifted and um you know lebron was able to bring a championship to cleveland so why not the cleveland browns you know i just i just don't see why why it couldn't happen
0: The Browns are in such a weird spot in the sense that they were like 3-36-1 under Hugh Jackson, and yet if they don't make the playoffs this year, there's really no patience from anybody. Like They think this would be the year for them to make the playoffs. Winning seven games in Cleveland is a huge step forward, what they did last year, but if they don't make the playoffs this year, then people are not going to think this is a building project. That this is you gotta win now and it's the weirdest win now mode situation I think I've ever seen.
1: It's just because, you know, the pieces you don't really see ever see a team load themselves up in the offseason like, like the Browns like the Browns did with the with the draft picks and obviously, you know, nailing the draft pick with Baker Mayfield. Um, a lot of people gave them slack for that pick. I remember that. Even I was one that's kinda like, did the Browns mess up again? In that same draft they picked Denzel Ward, who's an all pro corner, so they've now been drafting good. Um, I, I just think, you know, it it is weird to to think like all of a sudden fans are like, This is it But that's what happens, you know, and you could tell in the media that the Browns are like, well, yo, all the players are like, We haven't done anything yet, guys. <laughs> you know, we're talking Super Bowl right now. Let's let's take some small steps. Let's <coughs> excuse me, get into the playoffs first and and then we can take small steps. I think their windows wide open. I think they're they're gonna have several several years where they're gonna be in the conversation. And I just think as each year they, they get better. I don't see why they can't be one of those contenders for five years.
0: The Green Bay Packers will not win an NFC North championship in the next three seasons, yes or no?
1: That's an absolute no. They're winning it this year. (laughs) You think so? This year, okay. Let's think about what happened here. I do think they could have maybe brought in a vet on the offense side of the ball, get a receiver in there. I know they've been linked to possible early season trades or something like that to get maybe a a veteran receiver. I'm high on the young receiving core I think Aaron Jones and, and Williams uh back there are, are two decent running backs that will hold it down. I think their their offensive line's a little better. Um obviously I think I hope knock on wood, Aaron's hundred percent healthy, he can go through the season, hundred percent healthy, even though people are saying he's like on the down on his career, which he might he might be still really good. But what's really giving me hope is is the defense. I think they cut they cut bait with some guys, Clay <laughs> Clay Matthews in particular um, who's now playing in L.A. I think, I think it was time for him to kind of go. Um, he lost two games for the Packers single-handedly. They were bad calls, but he still made made that mistake to, for those interference calls. So I like what they did bringing in um, Amos, all those, you know, uh, the Smith br- not brothers, but the Smiths, um, and just kind of revamped that defense. I think that defense is a top-five defense in the NFL. I think they just got to prove it. Maybe I'm just optimistic. Rashawn Gary's there now. I love that defensive line that they got. Um, and the one time Aaron had a good defense that was as equal to the offense, if not a little better, they won the Super Bowl. So I think they know that's the formula. That's why they've been stacking that defense with all the early picks in the free agency. And if that defense can live up to the hype, I like Mike Pettin as a defensive coordinator, and, and Aaron doesn't have to go out there and win games by himself. I mean, who's going to beat them? The Vikings? I, the Bears are good. I'll give the Bears. And then the Lions are a sleeper. But – Aaron's just on another level. I, I, just, I just, it's hard for me to, to pick against them. And I know every year national guys are saying the Packers Super Bowl and they, they don't do anything. They haven't made the playoffs in a couple years. But just call me optimistic. I, I think this is a year they 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 win the NFC North. It's going to be close. It's going to be real close. I think the Bears will come in second, third, Vikings. I think those three teams are going to be close.
0: But I think the Packers are going to make a run. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know you're a fan. I know you're looking at the world through green and gold glasses. I'm going to say no. I don't think the Packers win an NFC North title in the next three years. Who's going to be him? I I think that as long as Khalil Mack is with the Bears, they still run the North until someone says differently. I just think the Vikings have a better roster than the Packers do right now. I think they have a better head coach. I don't know that for a fact. I'm optimistic about Lafleur. We haven't seen anything yet, but I am really high on Mike Zimmer. I really like him a lot. Uh, Defensively, the Packers have top five potential. I'll say that. I'm not ready to say they're a top five defense yet but they've got the potential to do so.
1: I, I might be jump the gun. You know, They right. do have the potential. Obviously, I'm being very optimistic. Um, this is best-case scenario. It also could go very wrong, and I could be completely wrong. This could be ice-cold take right now.
0: Well, and I pick Notre Dame to win the NCAA tournament in basketball <laughs> every year, <laughs> right. even when they're not hey, here.
1: Hey, football fans out there know you've know, you got your team. You've got to be optimistic. If you go into a season like – not optimist, op, optimistic and it's it's just it's not fun you know you right. gotta go and think your team's gonna win every single game and I'm just being honest that's just how I feel I like what they've been doing um and and I feel like they're finally getting together I think Matt LaFleur will be able to pull it together and just kind of let Aaron coach the team and he's just kind of kind of regulate it
0: here's I, I kind of want to jump on that I kind of want to mend what you said a little bit I would like what they're doing if Aaron was about five years younger but what their mantra has been for the last few years is we've got arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. We've got to take advantage of this window right now. We've got to take advantage of what years Aaron Rodgers has left. They've drafted really well the last couple of years. I can't knock the draft picks they have. But Aaron's 35 and not getting any younger. And the guys that they have around him right now just aren't good enough to compete, let alone in their division, the Super Bowl. I like Aaron Jones. But I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Jones as a running back. They've just got two young receivers and not enough skilled veterans. I just They no, they no. need to go out in free agency. They need to be better in free agency for me to be optimistic about them.
1: Listen, I will agree with you. The, the young receivers, they're, they're, there's questions about them. Obviously, they, they haven't been in the league that long. Devonta Adams is the top. He He could be argued as the top receiver in the league, top three receiver in the league. Um, you know he's he's training those young guys. I think Mark Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think he has potential to be. You know the Packers never really bring in big name guys. They had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. You know they never really. You know they don't get those top receivers. They don't sign top free agents. And Aaron does make them look good. Um, but those guys, Equinemius Sam Brown on that roster, Jake Kumerow on that w- roster. You know these guys they're raw, but I think. I think they're going to take big steps this year. I think they're coming with more confidence and things like that. The the, the running back position, yes, it's a question, but um, I think the Packers did what they could this off season. I just like the fact that they they switched it up. I like the fact that they at least signed some free agents and things like that. I think they're going to continue doing that in the the, the future off seasons until you know, obviously Aaron's time is up. I think they realize like, okay, now we got to we got to start doing stuff different. And I think this is just the first step. I think they're going to. Obviously, next off season, look at the offensive side of the ball. Who can we bring in? Who wants to come come play for Green Bay? We're willing to sign you and and make a run at. It. I don't think they're far off.
0: No, they're not. They're, they're not really far are. off.
1: They're not far off. And and I'm gonna say I do think the NFC North is the best conference in in the NFL. You know, I could argue that that is. Um, and and I'm I'm not taking away from the Chicago Bears. They got that defense. I'm a huge Eddie Jackson fan. A huge Khalil Mack fan. Um, Trubisky, you know, up in the air, whatever. Receiving quarters, eh. Right. You know what I mean? And and Kirk Cousins is you know, there's a lot of questions, a lot of things have to fall into place. You know, it's gonna be exciting. That's why I'm so excited about the football season, man. Anything can really happen and it's it's just it's gonna be great to see these these teams go head to head and just kinda of see what
0: happens. Sticking in the NFC North, yes or no, the Lions will finish five hundred or better this season.
1: I think they're going to finish right under 500. I'm I have to them at seven, like and seven and nine. Yep. Yeah, I think the seven and nine. Um, I can't really go through their. I don't know their schedule exactly. Um, what it is, you know, I, I can't go week by week. But um, you know, they're 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 under Matt Patricia. He seems to have things going the right way. You know, they're they're dra- They're bringing in all these New England Patriot players. Um, why not? And and trying to do it that way. Do I agree with the way it's happening? Probably not, but um, I don't. I just don't trust Matt Patricia right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen anything. You know, it's kind of like Lafleur. If Lafleur comes in and lays an egg, kind of like what Matt Patricia did, where there was rumblings about the way he was coaching and players didn't like him and things like that, then obviously I'll be concerned. But um, until I see you know anything change around, they brought in some nice pieces, just like a lot of teams have brought in. Um, but they're not really too proven. A lot of guys that were like second line type of guys. For other teams, so until I see it, I don't trust them. They're usually hanging around that seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight area. So I don't see why I would give them any more wins than that.
0: I think the Lions are going to take a big step forward, talent-wise. They're going to gel better as a team, but it's only going to result in one extra win in the standings because that division is so good that they play in. Although we were all counting out the Bears at this time last year, and they end up winning the whole thing, so you never know. That's why you we play the season.
1: You never know. I mean, their defense is questionable too. That mm-hmm. defensive line's questionable. Linebackers are questionable. I like Carryon Johnson. Um, their receivers are they're all right. They're all right. I don't. Yeah, uh, they're all right. That line is, hasn't been great. Obviously, Matt Stafford's been sacked a lot. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's just a lot of questions. I can't. I can't say they're gonna have a winning season, especially in, in a division where all three other teams I feel are better.
0: Uh, last two, I know we're just past the bottom of the hour, but we'll get these last two in before the break. The Seattle Seahawks, not the L.A. Rams, will win the NFC West this year.
1: A lot of people are on Seattle. A lot of people are on that bandwagon. I like I'm saying
0: yes to this. Pete
1: Carroll, you know, he, this one's tough. You know, I like I, I like Sean McVay, so I'm going to have to say I, I disagree. I, I do like the L.A. Rams over the Seahawks. But Sean McVay and Pete Carroll are two of my favorite coaches in the NFL. Right. Um, I just like the way they are, the enthusiasm. Um, I think the LA, I think the Rams just have the better roster. Um, you know, they're more prolific on offense. You know, it, I guess it, if Todd Gurley has to be healthy and things like that, I do like what Seattle does. But I, I'm just not ready to to say. You know, obviously, Russell Wilson's there. I don't think that defense is is as good as it's been obviously in years past. It would be tough for me to say. I like L.A. over Seattle.
0: I see Seattle trending upward. That's why I like this take. And I see L.A. not being able to retain all the pieces that made them so good last year, especially on defense. And Todd Gurley, for me, if they want to elevate themselves over Seattle in the standings, Todd Gurley has to be the Todd Gurley that entered the NFL. I just truly think his best days are behind him. I hope they're not. I hope everything turns out well for him. But those knee injuries, especially when you're without cartilage in one of them, I mean, those are hard to come back from, and I just don't see Todd Gurley ever bouncing back the way he used to be.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I just like Seattle—the formula they have. They run the ball. They know what they like to do on offense. Um, they brought in a couple new weapons. Um, I'm, I'm a huge DK Metcalf fan. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be huge. Um, you know, just have them run straight. And, and you know, they—they they know who they are. They're—they're they're a defensive-minded team. They like to run the ball, and and they had a nice little run. You know, no, everyone was kind of counting them out in mid-season, but they came and. and and showed, like, hey, we're still here, we're still a good team. So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to do so and, and, and win.
0: Last one I have before the break. Lincoln Riley, head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, will be coaching in the NFL within the next three years.
1: This is tough. I know he's stated he wants to stay at Oklahoma, yep. but, I mean, let's be honest, things do change. Mm-hmm. Um Who's to say, if he doesn't win a national championship here in the next couple years, why he wouldn't look at opportunity? So I guess that would be a huge factor. Um, Another one, it all depends. I mean, if he can win a national championship, why not? That would obviously change things up a little bit.
0: If he feels like he's in danger of stagnating at Oklahoma, you keep getting maybe to the college football playoff, losing in the semifinal round, or you keep barely missing out on the cut, Keep winning Big 12 championships, but never really take that next step. If he ever feels in danger of stagnating, Mm -hmm. that may prompt him to try to make the move to the NFL. But Oklahoma is going to throw all the money in the world at him to try and keep him there. Money will not be an issue for him.
1: Yeah, and not often do you come across Baker Mayfield and a Kyler Murray. You know, I think Mm -hmm. he got kind of lucky with that. So I do agree. I mean... It, it it all depends, you know, where his mindset. If he, if he if he likes the college game, likes likes uh, coaching college students and and younger gentlemen, and like you said, if if they're gonna throw x amount of dollars and you're already comfortable in a position, it, it's tough to leave. But if you have bigger aspirations and you want to you know grow as a coach and and just try to at least test the waters and just to see if you can do it, and in the, the right situa- situation pops up, who knows. Jason Garrett might be out at, in Dallas. You, you know, if, if that's a, a dream job, then yeah. So, I mean, a lot of outside things have to happen. I'm going to just say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he'll still be at Oklahoma.
0: I like that you brought up Dallas because I believe six months from now it's going to be a bidding war. The University of Oklahoma Board of Regents against Jerry Jones. I don't know if he'll take up the Cowboy job, but I know they're going to come a calling for him here in about six months.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jerry Jones is one of those guys, you know, he wants. He, He wants the hot young name and coaching and things like that, and it it, it seems like a really good fit. So, I mean, Jerry Jones, money's nothing to Jerry Jones, so, you know, if he feels like Lincoln Riley will take them to that next level. Because, I mean, Cowboys are right there, man. Mm -hmm. They got a Super Bowl team, as as much as I hate to say it. Um, They got a Super Bowl team as, as long as they do what they need to do and Jason Garrett doesn't 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 mess it up.
0: Tanner Hoops Jake Durant with you glad to have you along this Thursday afternoon. Coming up, the Big 10 preseason media poll came out. Who is finishing where? Let's break it down next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Tanner Hoops Jake Durant with you glad to have you along in The Sports Pen and it is time for your Sports Center update. The fan who shined a laser pointer on Tom Brady's face during the AFC Championship game back in January has pleaded guilty in a court of law to one count of disturbing the peace. The 64-year-old fan was fined $500 and received a lifetime ban from Arrowhead Stadium. Ron Francis has been hired as the first general manager of the NHL's Seattle franchise set to begin play in 2021. And finally... Elon Musk announced this week that by next year his company will be able to merge human brains with computers. Animal trials have already reported a high success rate. What could go wrong with that? Human brains do and people, computers. Do,
1: do mixing. People not watch sci-fi movies yeah. and things like that. Yeah, where's this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are heading there like do we want these
0: Literally Terminator.
1: Literally Terminator like are we just we just want, are we curious? Like mm-hmm. do we just want to actually see it happen? Yep. I robot, robot terminator that's what i'm saying you know they're already in baseball they're it's umpiring games now over in the east coast exactly man it's it's scary it's scary to me i don't know i don't want to see I want to see a revolution here and and be like humans versus robots i'd just be i feel like we're at a disadvantage
0: just leave it where it is right now like is life that bad right now where we got to mix our brain cells with robots we can't
1: just hang out we can't just just relax (laughs) we always have to be pushing the boundary with technology you know what i mean like at some point we're not even going to be living in this reality we're going to be Mm. in some virtual reality 24 7 and it it it's just it's it's mind-blowing for me to think that like we're going to be able to be anybody we want to be like that's insane. That's insane to me.
0: I'm criticizing Elon Musk for his robot merging with human brain idea, and yet my photos are ones of millions of Americans who are being sifted through by Russians because I wanted to see what I look like when I'm Listen, 80 years I, old.
1: I didn't. I didn't post anything on social media about it because at the time I tried to do it. You know, it was my news feeds were flooded. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't want to be another one of these people. But I downloaded the app and I put my photo in there, so they they got my photos mm-hmm. too.
0: I knew I shouldn't have did it. I knew it. <laughs> what can they really do with that stuff, though? I don't know. I mean, have at it. I mean, Putin hopefully he's having fun <laughs> with my 80-year-old picture. Yeah, he's doing yeah like,
1: like, okay, I guess. But it, it makes you aware. like you got to read the fine print. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it this time because I was just so anxious to see what I looked like as an old person. Um, but that's that's kind of scary, though.
0: Yeah, don't download FaceApp. If you're on the fence about it, don't do it.
1: Don't do it. It's, it's really not worth it. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the end of the day... You know, you're giving all you're giving your photos up to the Russians. It's, it's not worth it.
0: It's actually a cool app, though. It does a lot of stuff that you know before you found out you could get hacked. It's right. actually pretty cool.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, for those who haven't been on it, it's more than just the old face. You can put, you know, that you can be younger. You can do filters. You know, you can basically make yourself completely look completely different. I know some people out there like to like to really, you know, edit their photos and stuff. Um, you know, you can do a lot on there. It, it is really cool. It's funny. You know, you can do a lot of cool things, but not worth it.
0: Well, I tell you what, the Big Ten preseason media poll came out earlier this week. The 14 teams were listed in the order that each was thought to finish in their respective division. Over in the West, how about this, Nebraska is predicted to win the Big Ten West this year, Iowa at number two, Wisconsin third, and Northwestern fourth, Northwestern the defending champions. If it's not them, it's either Wisconsin or Iowa every year. Nebraska was back there maybe five years ago was the last time they won their division. Nebraska didn't even make a bowl game last year. They lost to Troy, and yet they're predicted to make the jump and win the Big Ten West this year. Purdue picked to finish fifth, followed by Minnesota and then Illinois over in the west. Over in the east, how about this? Michigan predicted to win the east, followed by Ohio State, Sparty, Penn State, Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers. What's the most surprising thing to you about that list?
1: First of all, I want to say this: the West is so boring. Yes, like, it is. Like, I honestly, <laughs> who cares? I mean, if I had to choose, I, I, I would choose Wisconsin just because. Who's
0: the sacrificial lamb? Yeah, that's going like, to lose like to it, Michigan it, or Ohio well, State. It's
1: probably going to be Ohio State. As a Michigan fan, I'm so I, I as optimistic as I am about the Green Bay Packers, as a Michigan fan. I've been heartbroken so much. It, it wouldn't surprise me, you know. Ohio State's going to reload. They're going to have weapons and things like that. I, you know, I like what Michigan has coming back. I, do do they deserve to be number one up there in and in a favorite? Uh, I think they do. You know, you got a quarterback coming back who has all the tools. Could be a first first overall pick, possibly. You know, all all uh, conference. You know, national player of the year type of guy in Shea Patterson. You got a. a, a veteran receiving core when you talk about Donovan people Jones, Tariq Black, if all these guys can stay healthy. I mean, Nico Collins is out there bringing some guys in uh who are coming up. Running backs a question, but you know, they're going to reload on defense. They lost a lot, but I mean, why not? I, I Ohio State lost a lot too, so uh, I think they lost more than than Michigan did, so it's going to be between between those two. You know, Michigan State's a dark horse now. Mm-hmm. You know, they got LaWorkey coming back, a fifth-year senior. That defense was really really good um you know they're going to be a defensive team as long as that offense can do something that offense was terrible last year terrible mm-hmm. rushing the ball they were in the hundreds overall offense they were they were just terrible they couldn't pass the ball um but if that defense can can kind of stay where they're at and, and maybe even be better and they can just do a little bit you know don't count out Sparties, man
0: Can't. I'm looking at the list of the teams in the east and there are four that I think could win the West. Penn State picked to finish fourth in the East. I yep. think they would win the West if they were in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: serious. <laughs> Every time you talk about the West, it's just, it's so, it's like, oh my goodness. Obviously, the Michigan Ohio State game um, is is going to determine the, bi- the Big Ten. Um, but like I said, Michigan State could be in there too. So, and and, and the only team that always that usually worries me out, out in the in the West is Wisconsin, just yeah. because you know they always are going to have some big bruises up front. They're always going to be able to run the ball. Um, once in a while, they get a quarterback in there that can that can do some. And and you know they always seem to just find those those hidden gems when you talk about defensively, like like a TJ Watt they used to have or some some guys like that. So. You know they always seem to get a good running back in there, and and you, they always get those those farm boys to to be to come up and block up front, man. So if anything, Wisconsin kind of worries me. Who, who's who's the favorite there? Nebraska. Nebraska. I know nothing about Nebraska right, right are, now. Are
0: you a skeptic like I am?
1: I'm a, definitely a skeptic. Yeah. Nebraska. I would pick terrible. Wisconsin to win the West. I would pick Wisconsin. I don't, I don't even need to see their roster. No. You know, just just based on the off culture recent, there. Yeah, culture and just recent history. But like I said, those teams are—they're all so similar to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if Purdue came up in one, like I could see it happening, but who cares?
0: I tell you what—in the overall championship vote, as far as the preseason media poll went, 34 members voted. Michigan got half the vote. 50% say that Michigan is going to win the Big Ten overall this year. Ohio State got 41% of the vote. Nebraska—they ended up getting six percent. Of the vote, and then Northwestern got the last wow. vote.
1: Nebraska, what? I gotta, I gotta look into this. Nebraska, who's team.
0: voting for Nebraska? I don't know, man. Six percent of the people think that the team that lost to Troy at home last year is going to win the Big Ten.
1: You know, maybe they got some guys returning. Maybe they got some guys who think are going to take the next. I don't step. care who they
0: have returning.
1: If that probably, you know, Nebraska up there is probably my biggest surprise in the list.
0: Probably going to lose to Minnesota after getting votes to but win. But that's the what Big I'm Ten. saying.
1: These got these teams are going to beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at any given time, you know, these teams could could beat each other so it doesn't really matter to me it just boils down to three teams that's Penn State's been been there but mm-hmm. Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State and Michigan all on the East. That's what it boils down to.
0: Penn State and Michigan State will be dark horses, but they've both had better teams than the ones they're going to have this year. For me, it's that Ohio State-Michigan game. That's going to be what decides the Big Ten this year. And that may be what decides Jim Harbaugh's future in Michigan. On Monday, I did a segment talking about what's the next step for Harbaugh. He's coming into year five. I did a list of the last 11 coaches who have won a Big Ten title within their first five years. And you think, is Harbaugh in the same tier as a lot of those guys? Some Michigan legends like Coach Bo, Lloyd Carr, is he in the same category as those guys? Or is he in the same category as like Brady Hoke or Rich Rod? Where does Harbaugh fall into that? Is it a make or break year this year for Coach Harbaugh? Is there any doubt whether he can beat Ohio State or win a Big Ten championship? Does he have to do one of those two to keep his job this year? Regardless if he wins 10 or 11 games.
1: I think this, you know, I don't think he'll lose his job. I just don't see anyone coming in that's that you're gonna find that's that's better, right. Than what you have. If he loses Ohio State, I obviously think there's going to be people questioning it. I don't think he'll get fired, but I mean, let's be honest. The guy has had very talented teams, mm-hmm. you know, teams that should have been able to at least win one, at least one game against Ohio State. Now, granted, Ohio State. You know, they're they're uh, churning out pros left and right, and, you know, they got five stars all over the place. But, I mean, you know, I think this is the first year Michigan's going to have the advantage at the quarterback position. Um, a lot of defensive talent lost, but they're going to bring guys in. You know, this I, I do think it might be a little bit of a make-or-break year for Jim Harbaugh, for just the, the people who are kind of on, like, is he the the real deal or not? I don't think he'll lose his job if he loses mm-hmm. to them, but... At some point, I mean, the seat's going to start heating up, and if he doesn't do it this year, then then when are you going to do it? This 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 is the year you got to do it. You got the quarterback, you got the offensive weapons, you know, you know that defense is going to be is going to be good, and and you know this Ohio State they're down a little bit this year, not a lot, but you know they're going to be right back up there. So you better do it now. while you know, there's kind of a question at quarterback, you know, the new head coach coming in, like you got to do it right now. They're not going to get any weaker than they are.
0: Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in college football, and I do think it'd be a mistake for Michigan to fire him. I know the standard is continue to take the next step and win championships, first conference, and then national, and, of course, beating Ohio State, and he's not been able to do any of those in his first four years in Michigan, and people are upset, but doesn't it remind you of what Nebraska went through a few years ago? They weren't happy with Bo Pelini winning nine games every year. They fired him, and then the bottom fell out. They went through the the, uh, Mike Riley era, and they went through a really trying year with Scott Frost. Now they have high hopes this season for whatever reason they have optimism but <laughs> I got to look at that roster I don't, really I don't know, know what's why going on there. there's optimism there. I mean Adrian Martinez, yeah he'll be a pretty good quarterback this year, but I don't think he's enough to win the big 10 but I tell you what you think that the grass could be greener somewhere else and I think it would be a big mistake to fire Harbaugh without a clear replacement of the guy that you want in his place. I, you, if you just go blindly looking for somebody else to think that he's going to maintain the same standard as Harbaugh, you're going to end up going in the same trap that Nebraska did.
1: Right. I mean, let's be honest. Harbaugh is in that second tier of coaches. You know, there's there's the household names, um, the Dabo Sweeney's, the Nick Saban's. Uh, I think, you know, Lincoln Riley's up there. Those type of guys who, you know, they have nothing to worry about. They got it going. Harbaugh is right underneath that. And it's only because he hasn't been able to beat his biggest rival um but Michigan's always there they're always in the the talk at least for for the college football playoff you know they're they're always in the talk for the big ten yeah they haven't got it done but you think replacing him will will all of a sudden make take the team to the next level no like you said there has been teams who've gotten rid of of, of coaches who have have done a solid job no they haven't been able to get to the over the hump but you know harbaugh has the recruits coming in you know he's he's he has his roots down and and like you said i I mean if they got rid of him i think they would definitely take a lot of steps back they'd have to start rebuilding again and and players like jim harbaugh you know big time guys come to play for jim harbaugh and that coaching staff and i just think it'd be a huge mistake getting rid of a coaching staff that you know is an nfl type of coaching staff with that type of experience
0: roster plus coaching staff I think Michigan is the most talented in both categories combined throughout any team in the Big Ten. Ryan Day replacing Urban Meyer has to factor into that quite a bit. And if Michigan doesn't do it this year, I don't know when they're going to. And that might be the Fire Harbaugh uh, crowd's motivation, what have you. But I tell you what, Michigan should be the team to win the Big Ten this year. And it's going to decide whether Harbaugh is in the same class as Coach Bow and Coach Carr, or he's in the same class as Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. we got to take our last time out. Inside 10 minutes to go on the show. When we come back, what is the hottest college football home game ticket this year? That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of the show today, check it out on demand with our free mobile app. Get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just look up ESPN UP. Space between ESPN and UP. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad to have you along on this Thursday afternoon. We are going to get to the highest and hottest ticket price from last year's college football home game season. Uh, that was a bad sentence, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I got you. We, we, we are going to get back to that to end the show. But in case you missed this, a... Kind of a tough story to see after what happened this past week. The Los Angeles Angels have been the feel good story over the last week or so. The no hitter thrown just about a week ago now in memory of the late Tyler Skaggs, a pitcher for that team. He passed away on June 27th, and they throw a no hitter in their first home game since his passing. It was the feel good story, really, maybe of the season. You couldn't script that better. Mm-hmm. And it was marred, I guess. It wasn't itself, but maybe the week for the Angels was marred a little bit last night. If you remember back, uh was it early July, July 7th, I think, the Astros were playing the Angels. And there was a collision at home plate. Jake Marisnik, Houston outfielder, ran into Angels catcher Jonathan LaCroix, who left the game, was taken to the hospital. He had a broken nose after that. Marisnyk went to social media that said he did not intend to injure LaCroix, yet the Angels still called for Marisnyk's suspension, and he was suspended two games. Well, they met again earlier this week. It was their first meeting since the incident occurred, and Angels relief pitcher Noe Ramirez went headhunting his first at-bat against Marisnyk threw a beanball. Aim for his head. Hit Meriznick in the shoulder. Ramirez was ejected. Uh, former Tiger manager Brad Ausmus is now with the Angels. He was ejected, and they were both subsequently suspended for their role in retaliation against Marisnik. Ramirez suspended three games. He is playing to appeal that. Osmus decided not to appeal it. Served his suspension last night. He's eligible to return this evening. But that's just that's tough. You know, the Angels were the feel-good story. They were the team that everyone was kind of behind after everything that happened, and then they do something like that. I mean, you never like to see that. If you throw it, some guy, fine. I can't say I condone that, but don't throw it somebody's head. Just just don't that's, do that.
1: That's not just uncalled for, especially. You know, you're a major league baseball. You know, you're a pitcher. You you throw the ball. 100 miles per hour um, could really do some damage to somebody and to intentionally throw, you know, yeah, okay, maybe if you felt like the guy ran into the guy on purpose, it still doesn't, that doesn't mean, doesn't give you the right to toss, throw a ball as fast as you can at some guy's head. I mean, that's it's ridiculous, uncalled um, for, and, and you just hate to see that, you know, you hate to see that in baseball, hate to see that in sports, um, and I'm, I'm a guy that likes a little, you know, a little altercation, I, I like the physical physical style, but. You know, not not like that. No, no, no cheap
0: shots. That's just it's just not right. Well, I tell you what. What was the hottest ticket in college football last season? Well, the results say the Georgia Bulldogs. The average price of a Georgia home football game in 2019 four hundred eighty seven dollars. The University of Georgia's football ticket, the hottest in college football last year. Does that surprise you?
1: It doesn't surprise me, you know. Obviously, Georgia is one of those down south SEC teams that are always winning. So, I mean, they have the right to charge an arm and a leg for for the tickets. Four hundred eighty dollars is the average. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's yep. a that's a lot of money. But does it surprise me that that, that they're up there? No, I figured you know the list will be a lot of SEC teams. Just a lot of a lot of those blue chip programs that that win a lot. I, I just figured you know they have they have the the reason to to charge a lot. So
0: how about this? Would this surprise you? Two, three, and four on the list. Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame in that order, all ahead of Alabama, who comes in fifth. Does that surprise you a little bit?
1: It surprised me a little bit, just a little bit, because obviously Alabama is one of those teams that, that win national championships and, and things like that. Um, but, I mean, you, 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 it's Ohio State, it's Michigan, it's, it's, it's Notre Dame, historic teams. Um, Ohio State's, again, one of those teams that they win a lot. You know, They, they have professionals, they have NFL players all over the field. Go ahead and charge a Michigan, the big house, a lot of seats in the big house. Can, you know they can do a lot of, you know they can sell a lot of tickets there. Notre Dame, that's your squad. Notre Dame's Notre Dame. That's yep. historic. You don't have to be a, a Notre Dame fan or any fan of a team that's playing Notre Dame, but you still want to go to a Notre Dame game just to kind of take it all in. So, um, you know that's something that you know families will will save up money and pay whatever it, it costs for. So doesn't surprise me. But you think Alabama would be up there, t- kind of in the in the. Fifth slot is kind of surprising.
0: I try to make my pilgrimage to South Bend at least once a year. I haven't done it for football in a long time, though. I've been going for baseball lately. Much cheaper tickets to go for baseball rather I can than imagine, football. I can imagine. But I tell you what, the discrepancy between the average ticket for these schools, Georgia, 487 on average, about twice as much as Alabama, 249. You've got Georgia at 487. Then Ohio State second at 352. And I'll give you the rest of the top 10. You've got Nebraska, who again was below 500 last year. Auburn, 225, the average ticket. They were seventh. USC was 5 and 7 last year. They were still eighth. LSU, ninth. And then Florida rounds out the top 10. A little surprised at a few omissions. Oklahoma, Texas.
1: A lot of those teams that are playing, they have a good schedule, though. They're welcoming in a lot mm-hmm. of good opponents. So you could charge more when you talk about opponents. Nebraska, there's nothing else to do there. I can imagine. <laughs> so you I've been to, to
0: Memorial Stadium.
1: Is there a lot to do in Nebraska? I haven't been. Th- I haven't been through there. Depends.
0: Depends, Depends, Depends what the- side. If you go over to the eastern side where Lincoln and Omaha are, sure, you get out toward the plain area. They make it seem like there's Nebraska. absolutely nothing there. You know. That's what people say about Iowa.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those those all kind- of, no no offense to Iowa or any of those states they just all kind of mesh together It's like there's just not they're a lot flyover there. states And not from the UP, so, so there. you know, there's not a lot of pe- a lot a lot of people say there's not a lot up here, but in my eyes there's a lot up here I feel like if you, if you look in the right places so um but but yeah like you said um that doesn't surprise me Auburn being in that list doesn't surprise me obviously they're just one of those schools um so not not surprising it's just man that's just a lot for a ticket I don't know.
0: Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. We are out of time. Again, appreciate you tuning in. Glad to be back with you here on ESPN-UP. Appreciate you, my man. Anything going on over at Local 3 you want to let us know about?
1: Man, I'm I'm, I'm taking a couple days off. We're, we're gearing up for the high school football season. Mm. The high school sports zone is coming back. It, it, it's coming up quick, so make sure to to tune in. we got season three of the high school sports zone football edition coming in. We're welcoming in a new co-host. Hey. Um, we're still going to keep it fun, keep it fresh. We're going to take a little bit from the first and second seasons and kind of mesh it together and make this season as big as ever. New Calvin? Uh, no, Calvin. Calvin's off to Green Bay. We're not going to try to replace him. We can't replace right, Calvin. Okay. He's just too good. But we're bringing in somebody who's going to add a lot to the show. And and I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to uh, you know cover these teams. It's it, again, there's a lot of good storylines coming into the football season, and it's going to be a good time.
0: That is it for us once again. Tune in tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For Jake Duran, I'm Tanner Hoops signing off from ESPN WZAM in downtown Marquette, Michigan. Thanks for listening to the Sports Pen.